Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello, listener. It's so good to have you here. Hello, it's me, the listener. Hi, listener. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> My name is Red. I'm the Hi, listener. Red. Hi, it's Red. It's so good to finally hear back from you. Um, no we, we knew we had an audience out there somewhere, uh, so it's good to hear your you voice. You found me. <laughs> um, Ray's here, too. Say hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. Okay, and I'm and I'm Joe. I don't think I've said that yet. But this week, we're going to talk about The Scarecrow, which is a film that me and Ray, neither of us have ever seen. And I, as I understand it, almost nobody has ever seen. Is that right, Red? Yeah, it's kind of an obscure movie, which is a shame because it's the best movie ever made. Oh, wow. Ooh. That's It's weird that more people wouldn't have heard of it. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes it'd be like that, you know, like how the Iron Giant didn't do well in theaters, and then people discovered it later and was like, oh, this is actually brilliant. The Scarecrow is on the same level, it just hasn't been discovered again yet. You're setting the bar high, and I love it. I I hope we can spread the the good word about this film. I've never seen the Iron Giant. Ooh, future episode teaser? Indeed. (laughs) Absolutely. Name a movie, it's probably going to be a future episode. Have you seen movie the movie? No. Good, because it doesn't exist. I, I, would, I would be quite it terrified if you have seen it. It exists now in my my slew of movies that I've created. <laughs> um, so, Red, if you don't mind, I think Ray and I are going to take a moment to tell you exactly what happens in The Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Ray, did you want to get started? I would love to. The Scarecrow is a Don Bluth movie, as I learned mm-hmm. today, All who also made Anastasia the animated movie. Mm-hmm. The yes. main character is the Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go by they, them pronouns, and they're on a quest for their name and memory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe, would you like to expound on that idea? Well, yeah. So, like, a lot of this we don't find out until the end of the movie, uh, but... What had happened was uh, a warlock came to town, and so like, is this revealed in like in like the prologue, or like is this like a twist that you no. don't find out to the end? Well, it's not necessarily a twist. It's just that the scarecrow has amnesia, so it starts off with the scarecrow waking up, and oh, what they have starts they in immediate res. Right. Yes. Exactly. And they just have a, a note in their pocket that says Abigail. And so they're like, I, I got to find this person, I guess. I got to so find they Abigail. They don't think it's their name? No, no. They they think it's uh, a person that they need to hunt down. Okay. Sounds like a plot hole ding to me. No, no, no. Why, why would you have an... Okay, have you ever carried around a piece of paper with just your name in the pocket? In your pocket? Have you ever carried around a piece of paper with the name of someone else in your pocket? Yes, I yeah. have. Actually, <laughs> I have done. I have walked around with Joe's name and a list of things to do in my pocket. Well, yeah. but that comes with like a list, though. Like, have you just like, 
Like, my best friend's name is Graham. Have I just written down Graham on a piece of paper and then stuck it in my pocket and just walked it's, around with that? <laughs> it's ripped. It's ripped. So we don't know what <laughs> okay. else is on the paper. It's okay. just that that's all that's left. It could be a phone number. You never know. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And okay. so um, they start kind of heading in an aimless direction, but they uh, quickly encounter BB, the mouse who is a human, like human-sized mouse. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and sh- she's a weaver by trade. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she allows uh, the scarecrow to stay with her mm-hmm. uh, for a night and and gives them a little bit of direction. Okay. Um, it, namely in that Abigail is the name of a town, not, not a person. Okay, um, okay. And tells them which way to go. So, like, what time period is this set in? Oh, yeah, it's like I don't know, like medieval fantasy, like Beauty and the Beast, kind of. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, like, that sounds so right. So like early ages. Yeah. Like, yeah, like seventeen to eighteen hundreds. Right. Okay. Okay. Like what? What part of the world? Um, Europe. Europe, definitely <laughs> Europe. But like, what part of Europe? Because there's a whole bunch of European cultures. Do you mean Italy? Do you mean Germany? What? Which one? Western Europe, um, not, not England, but England. Rural like, England. Rural like, England? Yes. Okay. But it's not England, but it's very rural England. Yeah, I- I'm talking more like in terms of aesthetics. I don't, I don't need a specific location. M- most films don't elaborate on that, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, pre-industrialization England. Okay. Um, right, so... They continue their quest toward Abigail, mm-hmm. and they encounter a group of thieves mm-hmm. that are attacking... Um, what are their names? The thieves? They don't have names. Okay. They're not important. They're, they're, they're just a plot device. Well, that they're is an attacking... opportunity for, for world building, but okay. Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing, is that we don't get a lot of names in this movie, and that's like a point, is that a lot of the characters aren't named. It's We ah, get BB, but that's about it. I see, I see, okay. So so it's like one of those films where like you don't have to know their names. Right, they're they're more like mythical like figures because it's like a storybook. I get you. Right, I you're like you. two thieves. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and so one of these one of these thieves is um like has uh something down on the ground and is struggling with it, and there's another thief that's kind of fending off four robot bats that are all attacking him. Wait, robots. Yeah, they're robot. They're robotic bats. In, in, like, are they steampunk or are they like? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like they're like animated metal machines. Okay, okay. I was thinking robotic bats or something. Yeah. Uh, so the scarecrow like comes up and uh, beats up the thieves and, and sends them packing because. So here's what happened. Mm-hmm. They they like start like stabbing at the scarecrow. With their knives, but it doesn't do anything. And oh, cause, eventually cause they just get just freaked out and run away. And, it, and right. they're full mm-hmm. of straw. Yeah. So they and stab so then... it, stab them, and they're like, what? Mm-hmm. But I do love that that joke where they have just that little bit where like, like they stab him, and, and then they just kind of stand there awkwardly for a sec. Because they're like, what? Yeah. what? That was a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get freaked out and run away. And then the bats are 
it turns out they just have one mind shared between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, the fifth, the, there was a fifth bat down on the ground. That was what they were struggling with. So, okay. uh, the bats decided to repay the favor by carrying the scarecrow across a river, and then they go on their own way. And then the scarecrow approaches Abigail and sees a bunch of farms, um, and there's scarecrows in the in the farms, um, but it, like. This is kind of where all of the all of it starts to come together. That mm-hmm. the the warlock had taken over. The person who was the scarecrow. Stood We've up never to the mentioned warlock. the warlock until right now. Listen. So there's a warlock that takes over this town, mm-hmm. and you can tell because there's dark purple clouds over Abigail, mm-hmm. and this warlock cursed the scarecrow and thought that they killed the the scarecrow. This and we learned that the scarecrow was. A, a human person mm-hmm. uh, who was just trying to protect their parents Aww. and yeah and Joe is this the part where we learn that the magic thing happens yeah so they were they had some low level of light magic abilities and uh, when the when the hex was incoming from the warlock the scarecrow cast some kind of ward and it mixed strangely which so, is what caused them to... So the to... Scarecrow was also like a like a wizard? Like a magic caster? Right, before before they became the Scarecrow, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, and then their soul was kind of just cast off into probably one of the Scarecrows in Abigail, but then that was also eschewed off into the distance where the story began. And I think we never really kind of got to the point of whether or not they uh, won in the end against the Warlock, but I imagine they have to, They right? won against the Warlock, but I don't think they turn back into a human. No, they they stay they stay the Scarecrow. Right, they stay a, a Scarecrow protector of Abigail. Yeah, they okay. don't get their memories back or anything like that, um, but they at least get to be with their family. And they learn from their but family I thought their who family they are. Was- Oh wait! You never said their family was dead. You just said that they were protecting no. their family. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, who plays the scarecrow in this movie? Um, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah, I think he did it. I think he did a good job. Uh-huh. Uh, what was your favorite song? Oh. It's um Yeah. Uh mine my well Joe has a favorite and I have a favorite. All right. My my favorite is Hey, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's during the fight scene with the thieves where they're stabbing. How does it go? Oh, of course. There's always that. <clears throat> um should I do a Dick Van Dyke trying to be a Cockney English accent or just Dick Van Dyke? Oh, just do yeah. it how it was done in the movie. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> it's a... <coughs> All that. <laughs> hey, don't do that. It doesn't hurt, but it's mean. That was a good. That was a good part. Uh, what was what was your favorite part? Um, or favorite song? So, so come on, Joe. I keep trying to think of something that goes with like 
bra, the word bra, so it can be straw instead. <laughs> and all I can come up with is straw meat. And I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> you know, straw, <laughs> that was I, in I the movie. straw meat was kind of a weird song. But yeah, it, it was, it? it was. I, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it got stuck in my head for a while. That's all. all right. Can you give us a, yeah, a couple how's lines? That, how's it go again? It's very dark um, and like industrial almost, <clears throat> which is weird because it's, it's post or pre-industrial England. But um, yeah, it's just like straw meat, straw meat, come to the butcher, become straw meat. <laughs> And it's really you know? strange because it's just like a transitional song from like one mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's one just part of the map to the scenes, next. You see this like butcher character who you never see again, just chopping yeah. away at some meat. Mm, it's and like, they're super jolly. Yeah, yeah he's well, he's one of the he's one of the warlock's minions, he's and he's like, like really happy about chopping that meat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ugh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I like villain songs. What can I say? That that was a good villain song. It's just weird because it wasn't like the main villain, mm-hmm. and the main villain didn't even get a song. I know it's it sucks. Which is such a choice. that is one thing about this movie is that we it, it doesn't it doesn't really linger on any characters other than the scarecrow. Like it's very it's a lot of small stories that kind of mm-hmm. get wrapped up and then those characters get cast aside. So did you guys like the romance? No. No. You didn't like I thought the it was forced. I, I thought it was all right. I thought the song was too long. It was too generic. Mm-hmm. The duet was just, you know, and they weren't even like on the same. It felt like they were recording in two different areas and they got different directions for, for their parts. Yeah, it just that's, didn't mesh well. That's understandable. That's understandable. So, so was the love interest like your least favorite character? Well, they were there for like 10 seconds. That's true. That's true. They they literally like showed up and then and then the scarecrow smooched them and then they they were like cool bye and then they just yeah. rode their tricycle into the sunset. Your pre-industrial motorcycle. <laughs> Your <laughs> pre-industrial motorcycle, the tricycle. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what about what about the dances? Which which dance was like whose dance and which dance was your favorite? Well, I like it. I like that whenever the scarecrow's walking at all, they're kind of dancing. Like they're That's just true. like <laughs> waggling their arms they're, everywhere. They're a very jolly individual. Correct. Mm-hmm. Despite not having their memories and living in this, they're just a seemingly devastated world. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Joe. Continue. Oh, I was just gonna say they're a good-natured in a person thing person yeah entity um entity. yeah scarecrow they're a very scarecrow. good scarecrow they're a very good Indeed. scarecrow so what characters did y'all like i liked i liked the bats the bats were cool uh, yeah they, like they were kind of snotty like they weren't super um gracious the broomstick they, was they, kind of annoying the broomstick was kind of annoying yeah i thought the broomstick was kind of annoying well, the broomstick was the scarecrow's love interest, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I thought that made sense, but I. <laughs> the broomstick and the and the scarecrow had a very respectable relationship, and and I and okay. I thought you were able to understand the nuance there. Uh, it's been a while for me. That's that's all I have to say. Hmm. 
I really like the flower girl, the really annoying flower girl who followed the scarecrow for like five minutes and just kept asking them questions, very personal questions that they couldn't answer. And it just like gave me anxiety as we kept going because I'm like, I'm that scarecrow right now. I don't have any answers for anyone. I liked that the scarecrow didn't seem all that bothered by it. Like they were just like, I I don't know how to answer that, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going about my business and I'll continue to talk to you. I think that was a little unrealistic though. Like who wouldn't be annoyed by that? The scarecrow, I guess. They're just too, too, uh, resilient to that kind of, that kind of negative feeling. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, jeez. Yeah, it is it is quite a movie. It's it's hard to truly analyze it all in one sitting. Uh well I you know I, I think we should go ahead and watch it and then yeah. maybe get back to analyzing it. Um That sounds good. That sounds like a plan. Ray, what was what was your favorite line from the movie? My favorite line from this movie was by my favorite line was by the warlock uh, that said, you know, I don't, yeah, no, and then he and then he just kind of blasts the scarecrow. Just oh, kinda... when, he, when he just said, yeah, no. No, no, it went, you know, yeah, uh, no, and then does a blast. Okay. It's like super awkward. I always felt like that was like just a weird bad edit that somehow made it into the movie, but I'm glad it stuck with you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can we go eat some popcorn and watch this movie? Yeah, let's watch Will this I turn movie. into a scarecrow if I eat this popcorn? Yes. Yes. Alright, let's go. Okay. Hello, listener. This is me, Joe, welcoming you to everyone's favorite part of the episode. I'm going to read you some sweet ads for some excellent podcasts here on Lunar Light Studio. And if you're not listening to them, you better give them a try. The first one I'm going to tell you about today is called What You Call It. What, what You Call It? What You Call It? What You Call It? What You Call It? Uh, it's a rule of advertising that the more times you say the name of a product, the more likely people are to remember it. So What You Call It? I'm going to just keep saying that in the middle of it. Uh, so yeah, what you call it is basically if you were to take the essence of podcast and boil it down into a podcast, it is the most podcastly podcast on the network. What you call it is a show, a podcast even, where two friends just talk about stuff. They talk about whatever's on their minds. It's Britain Reed. They rule. They're from the Midwest. They talk about current events, pop culture, any other nerdy thing that comes to mind. And their new episodes go up every other Tuesday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever else you might find your podcast. You got Spotify. You got iTunes. You got Google Play. All over the place. All over the internet. Go listen. Go listen to what you call it. Your belly button is your old mouth. That's what they want you to know. More delightful and important information like that. Just go listen to what you call it. And after that, once you're done listening to that, or maybe before. I don't really care the order. Just listen to both of these shows. The other one that I'm going to tell you about today is Deck of Friendship. Deck of Friendship is an excellent, excellent podcast. And that is hosted by my friend and yours from this podcast, Ray, as well as our other friends, Marble and Mars, in which 
each and every episode, they review a number of episodes from uh, an anime that is based on a game with a real-life component, such as Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon. And another requirement is that the anime has to have friendship as a core theme of the show, which is wild that there's so many to choose from that they can make a podcast about this, but they're doing it. They've already gotten through the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh! Now they're talking about fighting Foodons, which is a show about food that fights each other, I guess. I don't know. It's wild. It's my favorite show. It's my favorite podcast. That's a ringing endorsement from one, Joseph Pepe. That's me. Uh, and you should go give it a listen because it rules. And it's on Lunar Light Studio as well, and that one comes out every single Wednesday. So you can find that one on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play. And also, you know, Deck of Friendship, Deck of Friendship, Deck of Friendship. Yeah. It looks like their hands have been played. It looks like my hands have been played. The ad's over. Let's go talk about Scarecrow some more. Bye. Wow, that popcorn was full of feathers. Mm-hmm. Still good, though. Still good. Yeah, but they were all over the top of it. Ha! <laughs> ha! Feathertop is the character. Yeah, Feathertop ha. is character. Ha. Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Ah! Ah! We always check in um, before getting into the plot, and I, I'm going to say <laughs> what I'll say about this movie <laughs> and this project in general. But for some reason, it really hit me on this one. Watching movies with other people is a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. I had a blast. <laughs> I had a lot of fun watching this movie with you two. I'm glad. As I do everything in my power to make sure that people know about this incredible movie. Yeah. As they should. As they yes. as they rightly should. Um, this is a sleeper. Should. Such a good movie. Red, since you're the expert here, can you uh, bring us through a quick, a brief plot synopsis of what happens in this movie. Okay. Well, here's my little story. Uh, rewind! <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna reenact the entire thing. That's a that's a fun joke for people who have seen the movie. So. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, sucks to be you. <laughs> Go watch it for free on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch it for free on YouTube. All right. Now that you've watched it, now you get the references. Let's yeah. talk talk plot. Okay. So the movie starts out and we get this basically like five to ten minute long exposition dump presented by Miss Beebe, who mm-hmm. is not uh-huh. as important of a character as she seems, but it's okay because she's great and everything in this movie is great. So basically, there is the town of Grisham Heights, where everyone is our dance slaves to, to the dance man, Count Grisham. <laughs> in the prologue of the movie, Count Grisham learns a dance spell that can make people fall in love with him. Unfortunately, he also learned that Miss Beebe is a witch, so after, like, I think like three days after she brought her scarecrow to life, she was like, hey, I'm outie, and she just left. Yeah. She left a recently brought to life scarecrow alone. Alone with with a a kind of talking broomstick. It mostly just like makes like little meeps, Mm -hmm. and a uh, Jewish rat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Max the the rat. Max the rat. Max the rat. 
So, uh, the thing is, is that there's this girl, and her name is Polly, and she's trying to save up 13 pieces of silver so she could buy her freedom so she doesn't have to be a dance slave. Mm-hmm. But then she sees three orphans and she's like, oh, I guess I'll help these guys out too. So now she needs 52 pieces of silver, mm-hmm. but she she gets it and she's all ready to go. But then Grisham finds out that Polly's got money. Yep. A classic and line. Classic mm-hmm. line. Classic line. So he sends his hawk to go get it. Razor. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cheswick, M- Mr. Stomach Man, also wants it. But uh, the Scarecrow beats him up. And then he gets a feather. And it makes him look like a person man. And so he, he goes with the feather. I, I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm stealing the show here. Do y'all want to no. help out at all? No, no, no you're, the, you're, go you're for good. it. This is great. And what I like is that it mm-hmm. sounds really kind of off the wall and disjointed, but that's how it feels to watch the movie, too. So, I uh, think it's a beautiful art piece about the chaotic nature of life. Nothing I've said disagrees with that. <laughs> not at all. We are yes. not here to tear down this movie. We, we are, are just agreeing with you in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Feathertop, uh, I'm sorry, the Scarecrow does mm-hmm. wish on a, a magic feather that he doesn't know is there. To become yeah. like it, look like a human, mm-hmm. so that he isn't burnt to the ground, and also so that he can um, yeah. fall in love with Polly. Well, he was already in love with yeah, Polly, so he can complete that bridge. Yes, <laughs> so he can properly fall in love with Polly. Love. Only yeah. humans can be in love. If you're a scarecrow and you're in love, but you, sorry, you don't have rights. Yeah, scarecrows. You'll be. Yeah, burnt. this movie said. Rights. No to scarecrow rights. This movie said no to a lot of a lot of things in people's rights. No scarecrow rights. No Cheswick rights. Um, no non-dancer rights. No non-dancer rights. You if you if you to. don't know how to dance, you're out. You better learn. <laughs> um, you, you better get swinging, or you better get ringing. Mm-hmm. The and the washcloth because that's what you're going to be doing instead. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for finishing that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. After Grisham steals the money back from uh, Polly, Grisham's uh, so Scarecrow now. Now the Scarecrow's got his human disguise, and he's all like, "Oh, I'm I'm Feathertop." Mm-hmm. And but 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 Cheswick is on to him. Cheswick don't trust like that. Yeah. Cheswick is like. <laughs> He's a scarecrow! And everyone's like, Cheswick, you fool. And Grisham's like, No, he's not! And Cheswick's like, I'll prove it to ya! So Cheswick's on the mission. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, meanwhile, Feathertop is like, going into town, he's doing a dance routine with the slappinest song ever. Yeah, oh like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing a dance, everyone's into it. And right as he finishes it, uh, Woody the butler, I forgot to bring up Woody, he's he's Grisham's butler, hello. Mm-hmm. Woody the butler shows up and announces a dance contest. The prize is 52 pieces of silver, but couples only. So, that's convenient. Mm-hmm. Just, like, just like the chaotic nature of life, you know, feeding back into that greater theme. Right. Mm-hmm. So... So, 
Scarecrow teams up with Polly. Polly doesn't know that the Feathertop's a Scarecrow, by the way. And they do the dance, and it takes a single day, and they're the dancingest dancers in the whole dance and dance. Yeah, they do perform the evolution of dance at the dance they contest. Do. Mm-hmm. They do. And, po- and Polly didn't know how to dance the day before. Yeah, that's just what happens when you embrace the void. That's mm-hmm. what happens. <laughs> yeah. Feathertop teaches Polly to embrace the void, and through this, she gains enlightenment and becomes and the ultimate free. dancer. Her soul finally free from the fear of death and embracing the idea that life truly is insignificant. She realizes the freedom in this and thus is able to dance. I need people to know that this is extra spice we put into the movie, but yeah. it's absolutely true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so they do the dance contest, they win, and they decide to get married immediately, and then Grisham's like, No, you won't! And he finds out that Scarecrow's a Scarecrow, so he tries to go and marry Polly in Scarecrow's place, he's using the magic feather to impersonate Feathertop, but that's okay, because Max the Mouse gets the broom, and they get the feather in time, and so... Oh, now the day is saved, Grisham's gone, and so Feathertop's like, oh, cool, I can marry Polly now, and and Maximouse is like, oh, Scarecrow, you don't have rights, you can't <laughs> marry her, and, and Feathertop's sad because he doesn't have rights because Scarecrows don't have rights. Mm-hmm. So he walks away and he's all sad, meanwhile Grisham is like, that's the bridge out of town. If I can't have Polly, no one can. And so he, he goes and he dismantles the bridge and Polly's in the carriage. She's trying to go across it. And Feathertop finds out and he's like, I'm gonna beat you up, Grisham. And Grisham's like, no, you won't. And then they fight for a bit. And then Grisham falls over and dies. Uh-huh. <laughs> And you know, uh, Scarecrow, top. like, holds the bridge together enough yeah. for and, Polly and, to get and, across. And yeah. because he was willing to die for someone else, he gets to be a human permanently, just in time to fall to his death. The well, monkey's paw. You'd think, though, that, like, because they said that you'd have to give your life for another. You'd think that the fact that he was already able to, like, risk his life and his safety to try and earn money for her and would, like help her dance even if she might find out that he's a scarecrow in the process specifically just to help her yeah like you you would think that that would already be giving his life to another no no it it only would have worked if polly was like i hate scarecrows and was carrying a lighter the whole time yeah and he's towing this line of she didn't have a lighter the whole time that's true let's talk about that's the movie. Let's talk then about they live happily ever after. The town is now Swing Town, and Cooper gets his big old potatoes. Yes. And, and Jumper gets his shoes, and Girler gets her puppy. <laughs> and the final Cheswick dies. And it's all good. <laughs> the final Cheswick is killed by the two thieves, the two unnamed the thieves, which, huh. which were part of our plot. Um. Hey, let's talk about that before also, we dive into this chaos. Wait, I don't. I I want to know who they were yeah. working for because we're led to believe that Grisham is dead at the end of the movie. So, who were the thieves serving when they grabbed Cheswick? 
Uh, Cheswick won. Just agents of chaos serving okay. their own I their see. own needs. I thought it was Cheswick Cheswick one who survived and is now trying to get rid of all of their Cheswicks to become the supreme. Oh, that could be it. The, the, those could be just a couple of Cheswicks in a trench coat. <laughs> 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 it's a good thing there's they, that Cheswick was built with redundancy. Um, yeah, we don't know how many Cheswicks there are out there. There could be true. millions. Oh no! All right. So setting wasn't quite right, but it was basically right. You're close We're in enough. colonial America. Mm-hmm. But um, like like I mentioned earlier, colonial America is still technically England because the revolution hasn't happened yet. So you were right. basically right. I don't know if we said this. I don't know if we said this like in our pre-planning session, right, or if it was during the first part. But we did say like Beauty and the Beast, basically. And she, uh, Polly, the the love <laughs> interest lead, is basically Belle. A bell type. A bell type. A bell, a we, bell there were a lot type. of uh, there's this scene Disney where she's like dancing through the village and singing to all the villagers, and it's little town. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quiet village. Every Look day. at my coin, like the one before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yes. Um, there are a lot of uh, fun Disney comparisons that I made <laughs> during yeah. this movie. What there well, is of a which song I... that has a lot of that has an extremely similar chord progression to a whole new world. Yep. yep. So yep. that's fun. There's one I missed. I didn't even say I love Pinocchio. This was literally just a Pinocchio story. I mean, kind of. I want to be a real boy. Yeah, I want to be a real but boy. But Pinocchio doesn't have a love interest. This is a love story. When you think about it, though, the Scarecrow never really wanted to be a real boy. He just wanted to be with Polly, and yeah. being a real boy was just the only way to, because Scarecrows yeah. don't have rights. Don't have rights. So it's more yeah. like Aladdin. Okay, yeah. so it's kind of like Aladdin. Street yeah. rat, I don't buy that. Right, exactly. It's kind of um, like Aladdin if Aladdin realized that he actually did need to be rich the whole time. <laughs> Street rats don't have rights. Yeah, if at, the end, have rights. if at the end Jafar turns him back into a, a beggar and then Jasmine's like, ew. He's like, no, gross. <laughs> no, if Jasmine never found out that he was a beggar. Yeah. Yeah, hey movie, I need Feather I need a sequel where Feathertop explains that he was a scarecrow and I there's would, some falling I'm out. like a sequel where Feathertop gets like turned back into a scarecrow like in front of Polly and he's like, "Oh, heck." <laughs> or or Polly gets turned into a scarecrow. Ooh. Ooh, they do like a Shrek. And Feathertop's like, "Gross." <laughs> <laughs> and now Feathertop the irony, it's the dramatic irony. Feathertop's like the new villain, and Polly needs to learn to love herself as a scarecrow. Meanwhile, every background character is a Cheswick. Meanwhile, every, just Cheswick in different outfits. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. We, okay. We had a character Let's named go Bibi. Back. There was a character named Bibi. There Bibi. was a character named Bibi. There was Bibi. a character named Bibi. There was a rat. There was a rat. There was a rat. Um, there were thieve type characters. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, at the end of the day, there was also an evil warlock in charge of the town. He was just a dance warlock. Yes. Yeah, he, he was, was just trying a dance to cast warlock. a spell. So, y'all were pretty close, all things considered. Yeah, I really that loved was wild. the dance sequences in this movie. 
Considering that y'all had zero cultural osmosis to yeah. work with, you got a yeah. surprising amount of things correct. Yeah. Also, Scarecrow didn't have a name. He gave himself a name. Yeah. He did. See, that's because this is actually based on an old folk legend called called Feathertop. Feathertop? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's okay. Not my favorite folk legend. But you, certainly your favorite movie. But certainly my favorite movie. They did a great job adapting the folk legend into... See, it's like... It's like when you watch Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and you're like, "This isn't anything like the book, but it's it, but it's better." That's what that's what happens. <laughs> you're when... like, "This is nothing like the folk legend, but it's better." I'm actually There's... not even being sarcastic here. The folk legend yeah. is actually kind of stupid. Yeah, it's... I believe you. Yeah, I should yeah. look it up later. You should. I just, I, I don't want to summarize it because I'm just gonna like restate the joke that I made in the video I did on the Scarecrow back when I did the YouTube thing. Ooh. So that's basically most of the comparisons, and we've been sitting here just kind of raving about all the buckwild things that happened. Let's it's, continue. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely wild, this film. It is an incredible movie. It's a lot. There's. It's a lot. In the best It's way. not... Okay, like, it's not very well made. <laughs> like, it has... It, it has some production issues, but there is so much to love about it. It is so incredibly it entertaining. Is so good. And there are some genuinely very good jokes paired up against some very bad jokes that are funny because of how bad they are. Like there's there's parts that are funny because like they tried and failed to do something, but then there uh-huh. are parts that are funny because mm-hmm. they're trying to be funny and they succeeded. And that's that's good. And I appreciate that. Hello, we yeah. did talk about the broom being a love interest. And the Hello, we did. The broom and did also have a love, a love interest. interest. <laughs> yeah, which uh Max told the broom that the broom did not have rights or gender. There's no and such BB... thing as a girl. <laughs> That's what he said. That's he what he said. said. A girl broom. Uh, and then BB comes in at the very end of the movie and provides girl broom. Well, you and don't know if it's, sc- if it's a girl broom. Maybe it's a twink broom. It might be a twink broom. That's true. It might be a feminine, mas- uh, male presenting broom. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Brooms don't have gender. Brooms. <laughs> there is no such thing as a gender. Uh, broom had a love interest broom had a love interest i i wasn't i know you asked before the movie what our favorite dance was i'm like oh there's gonna be dancing in this movie but i still wasn't Mm -hmm. prepared for the sheer volume of of dance no one is yeah no and yet the final battle wasn't a dance and i'm still a little disappointed about that yeah it was really straightforward and it's the one the one flaw this movie has is that the final battle wasn't a, wasn't a final dance. Yeah. yeah. The movie could have ended at the dance battle, and then Grisham no, just dis- dies in a puff of smoke. Couldn't have, couldn't have realized that scarecrows don't have rights, and he needs to be a real boy. Mm-hmm. That's important. Uh, this, well, like, Grisham could have, like, pulled a gun out and, like, pointed it at Polly, and then, like, Feathertop died instead. And Oh, yeah. You know, how, you know what my pa always told me? Never bring a gun to a dance battle. That's true. That's true. 
the scarecrow could have danced so well that the bullet just like melts before it can hit him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that that <laughs> wouldn't have been out of place in this movie. No, didn't someone melt? Am I imagining that? Uh, I Wait, don't did remember. someone melt? I don't did remember something or melting. someone melt? Maybe Cheswick melted at some point. <laughs> One of the Cheswicks. Yeah. Maybe I distinctly remember melting, but that's not true. There was a fire. There was, there was a fire. A, was a I don't fire. think there was anything melting in this movie, and I've seen this movie like ten times, and that's not an exaggeration. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, there was no melting, but um, my heart melted. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Seeing that scarecrow learn to be a real boy, mm-hmm. and my never heart melted. I the love fact that. that he can I love never that top once. Once Feathertop becomes a human, he just goes to town and he's like, I'm going to put on a show. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like, no, see, it's just it's because the town becomes Swingtown and you can't not dance in Swingtown. You just have to be constantly dancing. No, before that, when he first goes to town, like before he meets Polly, before he like oh, any of that stuff. Well, I mean, he already like, met Polly. The whole reason he, he danced was so that he could get money for Polly. Oh right, right. That was his, that was him trying to. He was busking. He was busking, and then Count Grisham mm-hmm. was like, "I know what I'll do to this dancer. I'll throw a dance competition. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong?" Because this entire town revolves around dance, as do mm-hmm. all colonial American settlements. I think Grisham. Everything, everything Grisham revolves around dance. You know, True. and the thing is that if. Feathertop didn't have to make it into Swingtown. These people aren't happy about the transition from Dance Town into another Dance Town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it basically went from one dance regime to a different dance regime. Mm-hmm. But the other one was more even and communal. That's true. Yeah. Communist dance regime. Communist so it's not dance a regime. regime. It's not a regime. <laughs> Communist dance society. There we go. Yeah, I really love Compared that. Compared to early song in the movie with all the villagers dying of exhaustion in the mm-hmm. mill. You for... mean Les Mis? Yeah. See, this movie has great uh, communist themes because it shows the plight of the working man and the exploitative upper class who just wants everyone to just to just dance and mm-hmm. that's all you do. Dance for and me. then, and of course, the the magic feather, which is of course very important to the discussion of capitalism versus communism. Correct. You can't forget mm-hmm. the magic feather. Part three of the communist manifesto: the magic feather. The magic feather. There's like eight whole whole books by by Marx about the magic feather. You mm-hmm. can't skip them. It's important literature. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. Are we mm-hmm. missing anything important? Razor the Hawk. I knew you were going to say Razor, the most unimportant. <laughs> what are you talking about? Razor is super important. Razor got the feather and the jar of coins. Yeah. Razor yeah. incited multiple incidences. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's a wonderful name for a bird. Of course. It's a very good name. Oh, I do have to address the fact that Grisham is the most animated character so in this Grisham movie. Rules. I don't think he we've talked moves. enough about how Grisham rules. Yeah, we really haven't. He moves so much. He mm-hmm. 
he's he's the worst, but he's also the best. Yeah, like he knows he's the worst, uh, and yeah. he he lives that truth. It's so good. I love I love him. It's incredible. When when he sees Polly, when he's trying to woo Polly, 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 <laughs> it just slides down the banister and says, Polly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he doesn't just slide down the banister. He slides down the banister. He jumps. He does a twirl. He lands in front of Polly. He turns around so his back is to Polly, and then he leans back so that he's looking at Polly from below. And then he says, Polly. I'm so glad you've seen this movie ten times, because I could imagine every single sequence that you described. (laughs) Grisham's the worst, but... Grisham rules. The way that he's voice acted and the way that he's animated makes mm-hmm. him very well likable as a villain. I think you're I think you're failing to acknowledge how great his lines are. Yeah. Oh, he has the best lines yeah. in the movie. How selfish are you? Yeah. Yeah, he's like <laughs> um when he's like burning down the farm and the scarecrow is showing up, he's like, "You don't want to die? You don't want me to steal you don't, you don't want to marry your girl? Come on, give a little." Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> He's just so self-centered. He's it's just so the worst good. person. It's amazing. Uh, and there's no amount of uh, mm-hmm. sorry in his no. anything. No, nothing. He, it's great. No. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that Feathertop didn't have a nice nightly sit down with Polly after the events is mm-hmm. like between the, the final scene and then where they're all dancing in the town at the very end. Um, honey, and tell I'm her a scarecrow. I, I was the scarecrow on the farm. I can't prove it. Cause I can't turn back into the scarecrow anymore. But darling, <laughs> darling, I got something to do. Was, I was the scarecrow <laughs> on the farm. I'm also not convinced that Grisham died because Feathertop lived. Why wouldn't yeah. Grisham live? I think Grisham is still out there. Yeah, I think he's still got. I think Charge Razor the grabbed Grisham before he hit the ground and <laughs> saved his life. In the second movie, he's gonna have metal legs. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna pull a Darth Maul, and then he'll be the Dancetron Five Thousand. He will. And it'll be the man be... versus machine story. <laughs> it will be a commentary on industrialism. Yeah, oh exactly. <laughs> to, to, to help the communist themes. Hello, can we make this, please? Like, yes. I would be more than happy. To make I would this. love. Polly becomes a scarecrow and learns how to be an ally and learns that scarecrows don't have rights mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. creates scarecrow rights. Polly creates scarecrow rights. Polly creates scarecrow rights. Scarecrow rights. Suffrage for scarecrows. <laughs> Suffrage for scarecrows. Grisham comes back, and it's the commentary on industrialism. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I want this movie. Now here's the question: Does mm-hmm. does Grisham get a redemption arc? No, not till the third one. Okay, yeah, we have to wait till the third one. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I think we've I think we've done all about all we can here. Um, Fred, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, no thank problem. you. I'm always happy to show more people the scarecrow. 
where can people find uh, more of your works? Um, you can mostly find them on my Twitter at robo underscore friend. Also, as I recently, as an animator, finished a music video for uh, Chi Chi. So if y'all are interested in that, you can look it up. It's called oh. 8-Bit Heart. I worked really hard on it. So please support it if you have the chance. Heck, Heck yeah. yeah. Do that. I need to go watch that. Yeah, me too. That sounds And that sounds the Scarecrow great. again. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the sequel's called? <laughs> the Scarecrow <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> Colon suffrage rights. Oh, oh man! All right. Suffrage for scarecrows. Oh. Suffrage for scarecrows. Um, as always, you can find our episode posts on Twitter at mock footage, or you can send an email to mockfootage at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to Lunar Light Studio for hosting us and for allowing this project to exist. Uh, so that we could come here to where we are today. Man, I feel alive. Um, <laughs> like a scarecrow I feel alive into like a man. Like a scarecrow turning into a man. What was our favorite line from this movie? I have one. Can we can we each give one? Because there's so many good ones to choose one. Yes. yes. Okay. Go ahead. Who Ray. wants to start? Okay. Mine is from the judge during the wedding scene. Where Grisham <laughs> says, marry us, and is forcing Polly to marry marry him. And everyone's like, no, don't do it. And the judge is like, uh, I, uh, I would die first. <laughs> yeah. Which is good. basically my line from my movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my favorite line was from Cooper the Orphan, and he said, I'm gonna grow some big old potatoes! <laughs> That's his dream, and it's perfect. <laughs> and it's good. My my favorite line is, and will always be, the part where Scarecrow's trying to get the, the coins from, from one of the Cheswicks, and Max is like, they'll rip you to pieces! And then Scarecrow's <laughs> like, then let them rip! <laughs> This is not a joke. It's real. It's a he real says, scene. He barrels the camera movie. and he says, Beyblades, let him rip. It's the, one of the darkest scenes in the movie. He's like, then let them kill me. It's so good, though. It's so good. It's incredible. Let him rip. Let rip. Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Hey, Kyla. Yeah, Marty. What's your favorite scary movie? Well, that's an excellent question. You can find the answer to that if you listen to our podcast, Netflix and Kill. If you're a horror fan, you can hear us go through all the horror films on Netflix, good and bad. Find out which ones are worth watching. If you're a horror newcomer, don't be scared off. We go through the ropes and definitely make some jokes. So we hope you check us out. You can find our podcast at LunarLightStudio.com or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes out every other Tuesday. May your nightmares be plentiful. plentiful.